You are listening to Moisture Festival Podcast. Welcome to the Moisture Festival podcast. I am Matt Baker. I perform a comedy and stunt show. And I'm Louis Fox. I do uh, magic tricks, comedy, and hand shadow puppets. <laughs> and we both have performed at the Moisture Festival for a number of years. So welcome to the podcast where we give you a peek behind the curtains of the performers and the people that make the Moisture Festival happen. You get a little, little bit of a look at their journey to getting on stage and a little bit about what they do in their time off stage. So welcome and be sure to check out all the episodes of the Moisture Festival podcast because there's a lot. There is a lot. And if you aren't familiar with the Moisture Festival, it's a four-week festival celebrating variety arts. So that's hula hoopers, magicians, people who bounce on their hands, acrobats, pretty much anything you can think of. It is the largest festival of its kind in the entire world, folks. In the entire world, it's the largest festival, and it features some of the best entertainers and comedians working today. The festival happens in the months of March and April, and not only do they have world-class variety acts, but they have a burlesque venue that runs for one week only, and get your tickets for that early because that always sells out actually 95 percent we've crunched the data louis yes. 95 percent of the shows sell out so if you're listening to this in the months of march and april be sure to go to moisturefestival.org and get your tickets today yes especially if your bucket list item is to see the opening show Get them now. Absolutely. On this episode of the Moisture Festival, we are joined by the fantastic accordion duo, Kriya Sot. That's right. Jamie and Gabe tell us everything we need to know about the accordion, what Kriya Sot is, and so much more. And they do not get upset when we ask completely ridiculous and dumb questions. <laughs> uh, they were amazing and sweethearts. Let's get to it. Yep. Our guests are an accordion duo who create original Brazilian music-inspired arrangements. They run the Emerald City Accordion School and represent the United States at the 2018 Trophy Mondial in Portugal. We welcome in Creo Sote. <laughs> I feel like I, I, those were too many words that I didn't get correct. There's a lot of words in there, actually. Yeah, I think maybe we... Accordion, I probably said incorrectly. Uh, so what is... Oh, no, you got it. <laughs> okay. So real so, quick, both of you introduce yourself so our listeners can know whose voice is who. Sure. Uh, I'm Jamie Mashler, everyone. I play accordion. I'm Gabe Hall Rodriguez. I also play accordion. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you ever do the thing where you get in a giant t-shirt and one person does one arm of the accordion and one person does the other arm? No, uh, we, oh, there you go. We, uh, we joke, though, about um, when you're like if we were to like hug and we had accordions on our back oh. we could like play each other's accordions i've uh, seen it done we've seen it we done have, like, really yeah, yeah. maybe next maybe that would next, be uh, yeah maybe festival. yeah maybe next festival <laughs> the next bit that's amazing 
Well, because we were talking earlier and I sort of mentioned that the bagpipe is sort of similar to, because I, I don't know, I don't know if the family tree of accordions, but, you know, squeezing and making sounds. Do you do <laughs> my, not just accordion? Do you play like squeeze boxes and concertinas and do you do it all? Not really. Uh, mostly just piano accordion. I wish I, I'd like to play concertina and and bandonian and all of these like free reed instruments maybe even the bagpipes diatonic accordions diatonic accordions yeah they they all if they're a free reed instrument um which is like kind of hard to explain over the the radio i think or over <laughs> the, the the audio thing but anyway they're all related unfortunately i would say we we're mostly just piano accordion players gotcha yeah they 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 work a little bit differently so like diatonic accordions are in a specific key and only in those keys and so then it becomes more about like the direction of the bellows similar to a harmonica so gotcha blow into a harmonica it's one note and then if you suck it's a different note Uh uh-huh yeah that's like how diatonic accordion works and it takes a little while to like get to know the the foley the bellows like how it gotcha how, how the music's supposed to sound with the bellows articulation yeah so, yes, uh, it's it's fun. I've I've dabbled with a C system. <laughs> Everybody listening was just like, uh, is that like the equivalent of like I speak a little Spanish? <laughs> I speak restaurant Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I, conversational French. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I speak and conversational so you, accordion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do think I did. It did feel like when you introduced yourself, it was like a uh, an accordion uh, AA meeting for accordion well, AA right there. Accordions are nice. <laughs> accordions, none of it. <laughs> I'm Jamie, and I am an accordionist. Is that, is that how you say uh, accordionist, or is there a proper term for it? Nailed it. Oh. Cool, cool. Yeah, and you two are a blast. So I, when I was doing research the other night, listening to or watching your your videos on your websites, my wife comes in the room. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm listening to stuff. She goes, you don't listen to fun music. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad she thought it was fun. Yeah. It was funny because like I, I was doing research on you on you this morning and I was listening. You have like a, on your website, you have a long form interview. It's like an hour long with another accordion enthusiast i think and uh she was like what are you listening to and i'm like oh we're gonna interview uh some accordion players and she's like more accordion players because we've interviewed multiple accordion players on here <laughs> right yes. yeah that's great. i love that that's usually not the case so that's fantastic great work guys <laughs> so what what drew you both to the accordion initially do you want to start i'll go i um it was a door-to-door salesman when i was four years old no, that's like in the Weird Al movie, the same sort of thing. I actually didn't see the Weird Al oh. movie, but if, if it was door to door accordion, yeah, segment, yeah, it was a thing. It was a thing in um, early two thousands, I guess it would be, and um, yeah, it was a lot of um, there was an accordion school, music school down the road, and they were advertising for the accordion, and it was my favorite color, and. <laughs> Wait, how old were you when this happened? Four. Okay. Yeah, so like I open this box and it has this really cool thing that's my favorite color. And then he's like, would you like to play it? And of course, you know, I was, yes, and I loved it. And then my mom said uh, that I looked at her 
as I was playing it and said, Mom, can I always play the accordion? Aww. <laughs> so just like the Weird Al movie. Very similar. Yeah, me and Weird Al are the same. And I'm so curious on how accordion door-to-door salesman even got in the door. Like, what is the, what is the spiel that he gave you? Oh gosh, I would. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly how it happened. I remembered like the accordion and seeing the accordion. That's amazing. Like what he said to my parents. I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> He's amazing. Guy. He's still around. He lives in Colorado. Mike Amen. <laughs> and does he still uh, do it? Play the accordion and. That's fantastic. They still play accordion. And wow. so there was an accordion school near you, and that's what he was promoting. Yep, it was called Young Musicians of America, and it still exists. It's still there. They uh, run Monarch accordions. Oh, that's amazing. Nice. <laughs> and so, Gabe, what is your origin story with the, uh, <laughs> the accordion? I he was the accordion salesman. <laughs> I, that was me. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, no, no, no uh, accordion door-to-door salesman where I was growing up in Arizona. Um but my dad is from Brazil. My mom's American. And in Brazil, the accordion is just like, it's not like a, I don't know, I think in, in the States, it's kind of like a novelty instrument in a way, or like an instrument of like a different era. And in Brazil, that like is not the case. Like they're, they just, it's not just like the, not just the accordion or like a relative of the accordion, like in, in central america they play like you know a lot of the button accordions like we were talking about earlier like the squeeze box the diatonic accordion and then in south america in brazil in particular the piano accordion is like the the normal thing celebrated um and it's and it's very celebrated especially in in the music of the northeast um so i grew up hearing it you know, not all the time. My dad isn't from that area of Brazil. He's from Sao Paulo, which is like more of a a samba kind of thing. But they have a, a genre of music called the MPB um, or music, música popular brasileira, Brazilian popular music. And um, and there's a lot of like crossover between genres. So you you might be in Sao Paulo listening to like somebody from the south, but they or, but they use accordion in their music and then they're sort of like a well anyway it's in brazilian music it's around and so i heard it growing up <clears throat> um and when i was like 18 uh i was in college for something else music therapy um and a friend of mine was like yo uh i was i was playing in a reggae band and my my um my bass player we were doing these uh, acoustic shows and <clears throat> I didn't have a keyboard to play because I played piano since I was a kid. And he's like, oh, man, you know, my mom has this accordion <clears throat> that she bought. Yes. <laughs> from a door-to-door salesman. <laughs> from a door-to-door salesman. That's exactly right. Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day. We, we got to hit the streets. Yeah. Well, so you, I, hear, you hear melodica in reggae bands, like right? So totally. there's like a, that sort of... Totally. Yeah, that, that kind of timbre. Yeah. That's definitely a related instrument. So I started playing that way. Um, and I kind of just messed around for a while. And then a friend of mine, when I, when I was in college, I'm, I'm outside, like, tinking around the accordion. And, and he's like, hey, man, um, I am, you got to come to this thing tonight. I'm playing for, like, this accordion orchestra. And he's like, it's like, you've never seen anything like this before. It's like 50 
accordionists all playing like orchestral parts and there's like a guy who's conducting the whole thing he's this amazing accordionist named frank morocco and so i went to this um crazy enough it was like a block away from my house where i was living at the time and so met this guy met all these people at this accordion camp that also does this orchestra and then i was like i was hooked do they call it an orchestra? An orchestra? A orchestra. Not that I know, of, but that could be a new thing, you know. Well, that was one of my questions: is like, if you learn to play piano, does it translate to playing accordion pretty easily? Because it sounds like you played piano first, but it sounds like Jamie played has played accordion all along. I mean, did it help to play piano first, or Jamie, can you play piano now? I mean, like, what is the crossover? Yeah, the the right hand's exactly the same, but it's very different. They're very different instruments. Um, I would say I'm a mediocre piano player at gotcha. best. Yes. Did you find it was easier to... If you're playing piano accordion, yeah. Now, you I mentioned if you play. piano accordion twice. That's the traditional, what we think of as a, an accordion in the United States, right? With the piano keys. Correct. Okay. Depends, depends on where in the States you are, I suppose. You know, the accordion, so there's like three let's say like main types of of, of accordions <laughs> there's a lot but there's the piano accordion okay then there's the chromatic button accordion it has like a yep. lot of buttons on the right hand side so it's buttons on both sides but it's big it's not like yeah. the little one that we think of um and then there's a whole family of like smaller diatonic instruments like including the concertina <clears throat> including the concertina and all that mm. stuff but um, yeah, the piano accordion is is kind of the main one in the states, and it has like a strong history. Here. Yeah, if you ask someone who wasn't a musician to draw an accordion, that's what they would draw. Where where are they from? <laughs> they are from Bismarck. Bismarck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, piano accordion, for sure. Yeah. yeah. What about Fargo, North Dakota? Mm, probably oh. still the piano. Probably still the piano. Yeah. What about Fort Lauderdale? <laughs> Oh, they big might, Latin culture, big Latin culture. Yeah, down they there. might draw the diatonic accordion. They might draw the okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes, and sometimes people think of the accordion as the concertina too. It's like yeah, kind of like closely related, and like the concert concertina is like big in pop culture too. Like the sea shanty, and like it's in a lot of like Disney movies. Is like the accordion sound. Why do you think that? Because it is very popular. Uh, in Latin culture, you know, popular music in Latin culture, right? Mexico, Brazil. How come you? How come it didn't really catch on? Was it just not just not a popular instrument back in the day, and it just didn't get passed down to? Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. Here in the yeah, States? like in yeah. the United States, like what, what, what changed? Because you know, we all came came over from some other place. Oh gosh. So, okay. so like, where did the accordion get lost in all of this? Because it's played in so many fast. different cultures. Oh man, this is uh this is like the this the TED like talk's about to happen. We, yeah, yeah, we this can, is a TED we can, talk. Yeah, right we now. can give you a Okay, okay. Well just maybe like a because it, it's very similar in clowning also, like because we interview a lot of clowns on here and you know, clowns get a bad rap in the United States. You know, you say I'm a clown, they think you're a you know, a Krusty the clown type of character. But in Europe it's like a revered art form and mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of something got lost along the way. Or maybe just our culture got watered down or something, but like, I don't know. Is it similar to that with the accordion? So the accordion is the the immigrant's instrument. It's from all over the world, right? It exists in lots of cultures, 
because it's portable. It's heavy, but it's portable. You can bring it on anywhere you want to. Uh, it doesn't have to be plugged in in order for you to hear it at dances for lots of people, like specifically dances, I would mm. say. Um, and then the third reason is because... I don't know. Well, you were asking about why isn't it popular early Yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, you so, can... You... So I'm saying it's, it is popular all over the world yep. because it's a really cool instrument. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I didn't mean to phrase it like that, but... Yeah, yeah no, totally. Uh, and then when it came to the United States, it was really popular for polka music specifically. Nah. And polka music went out of style, you know. In the 50s and 60s, it was huge, you know. It was yeah. a think... big part of culture and a big part of... I, yeah, I think that's like the answer is like that it it was really popular like in the 50s the accordion yeah. was like the most sold instrument like apparently if you depending on where you what you read it, they say that like the accordion was more sold in 1950 than all the other band and orchestra instruments wow that's amazing combined so it was like this super huge interesting thing and they were they also had like a lot of marketing like it was an instrument that you could pick up and play a song quickly and by yourself too right you don't need you can be like your own harmony and yeah deeper mm. than a piano still like does a lot isn't like is a, is a accompanying instrument and so there was a lot of like it was it was really easy to get going and like play a tune so it was really popular. It was in a lot of bands, of course, like the immigrant music that was coming, like the polkas and the French music and the Italian music, you know, all of that was Tarantulas. making its way in yeah. music of the time. Yep. And then a lot of people really say that like rock and roll was the thing that killed the accordion. Like the Beatles mm -hmm. came out and it was all about guitar. Everybody mm -hmm. wanted to play the electric guitar. But I, I think it was like I think it was a I think it was a combination of things. I think it might have just been like the right thing at the right time, or let's just say not the right thing, but you know, like the the influence of rock and roll and like guitar music, and but also like that the market was so saturated. Like everybody played accordion. There was mm. accordion schools on like so many corners of like every big city and small city in the country. It was just like everywhere. And I think that people maybe were just ready for something new. Mm -hmm. um, and and in a lot of parts of the world, like that didn't happen. Like the accordion didn't have like this gigantic boom. It was like, it just stayed and was like a normal instrument. Like Yeah. So I, I think it's like that it was just, it was saturated and then something came along that just made it kind of, become a thing of the past or become like the not cool thing i think like if you were cool and you were like a rock and roller you played guitar and if you were like yeah. a good, good kid of like a hard-working immigrant family you played accordion uh. you know it was kind of like pretty watching the videos of you two it's like very cool to watch you all play the accordion it's it's super i think it's more fun than watching someone play guitar because it's it's bigger i think um, and you run an accordion school, like, do you teach like performance or just like playing? Both for sure. Um, we just did a, an accordion camp where we did a, our own version of an accordion orchestra and we had 12 people, 12 people. 
Yeah. Um, and we did arrangements of I did the the main theme from The Shape of Water. That was really fun. And then Gabe did a Western swing medley. We did. <laughs> and we wrote out four parts, uh, accordion orchestra parts. And yeah, keeping like part of this tradition alive, but also updating it a little bit with some newer um, energy, I think. And then, yeah, we teach a lot of performance. You know, one of my students is in a band since taking lessons with me. She's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, the bear and the banjo. Uh, that's and, the name of the band. Yeah, and they have band cool. accordion. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> and what's the age spread of the students that go to your school? Four years to ninety. Okay. Mm-hmm, so yeah. no age restrictions. It's the it's the whole gamut. I Anyone who wants to learn. Most, most people are over the age of thirty-five. I would say. Yeah, I'd say like a lot of, we have a lot of young adults. Mm-hmm. I and like then, I like over thirty five as young adult. <laughs> yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, it makes me feel young. <laughs> so we have also a lot of uh, a lot of uh, older generation yeah, folks too. Retired just... people who played it when they were a kid and want to come back to the event. okay for teaching. I saw that Gabe on your website because you both have independent websites and then the Creosote website. Mm-hmm. Um, you teach kids accordion that are on the autism spectrum. So uh, before I moved to Seattle, I was um, a music director at a school called Gateway Academy, and they're a K through 12 school for kids on the spectrum. And uh, we talked about the accordion, but we just did general music lessons. Okay. And then we everything was sort of geared towards a, a, a rock band performance at the end of the year. So the first half of the year is like just kind of getting started, and, and depending on the level, of the the age of the kids and stuff. Um, but then the second half of the year was like, okay, now we make our bands. And we had like, you know, a lot of bands. We At the end of the year, the performance was getting almost too long. There was like 12 <laughs> rock band performances. And we're like, we have to figure out a way to condense this or something. But, um, but it was amazing. The kids are great. Did you get into that because you went to school and did music therapy? Yeah. Yeah, I started that job when I was um, in school for music therapy. And then stayed after I graduated, and um, it was a huge part of uh, my my time in Arizona and my the musical ethos that I have is is uh, coming from working with with that population That's of, a- of kids with unique unique uh, unique skills yeah. and uh, needs. Do you remember any of the uh, band names? Oh my gosh, that's, that's tough. I'd have to dig some of that's those up really in my brain question. here. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. No, I don't. They're always good, though. It's Yeah. A, I, I probably have like a, an old uh, program from one of the graduates. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> around here somewhere, but that, that's a Yeah, because my nephew has autism and he has the wildest imagination as he comes up with the coolest stuff. And I'm like, that that's this is ripe for band name game. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly right. Sometimes creative where I'm like, uh, we can't actually do that one, but I think it's really funny. Yeah. (laughs) Like we can't afford the ink for the t shirts for that long of a name. (laughs) Or the black square where we redact the the part we can't say. Acronym. You gotta do the acronym. Wow, there you go. So how do you become the representative for the United States at, I, I don't, I, am I saying that right? The Trophy Mondial Mundial. Yeah, Mundial. The trophy. Gotcha. Yeah. 
the 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 world trophy. <clears throat> so is that is is that an strictly accordion competition, or is that just a general music competition, or? Yeah, yeah, strictly accordion. Yeah, gotcha. There's, there's like a a world of, and I was in it a little bit growing up of like accordion, like classical accordion. So like learning Tchaikovsky on the like arranged for accordion. It's like it's a thing. Yeah. Um, and I did a little bit of that growing up, and the biggest one in the world is called the Trophy Mondial, and. Um, you have to be sponsored by like one of the accordion associations here that's affiliated with them. Mm. But we've been around the accordion world for a little while and they were really supportive and they were like, yeah, go, let's, yeah, awesome. That's gonna be so great. And it was during COVID and, you know, we were getting tired of drinking and <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we need to do something with our time that like means something and so we quit drinking and then we practiced all of the time like it, it was like because everything was canceled yeah so there was no gigs there was no anything and so we're like okay we're gonna win this competition and so we practiced a lot i guess we did it we did it two times we did it twice yeah we it, the first time we did it uh we went to portugal this was the year before covid and we competed uh, with like some original songs and original stuff and it's people from all over the world and it they're really good they're like really it's really fantastic they're really fantastic did you guys win no who won who won we got like six six out of twelve did you beat yeah. germany but but you have to be there like probably not yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's a really intense competition. It's this thing all over the we're recording this from all over the world. Come and play. It's part of the accordion, uh, one of the accordion traditions that kind of still um, is sort of from the old school days. They used to have them in the states. They still have them in the states, but they're not quite as as big as as these world competitions that usually happen um, in Europe. And a lot of European players come out because they're. Mm -hmm really really good players out there mm -hmm. and so it's more of their you know it's more of the inherent in their culture um so we played and we did it we, we did okay <laughs> well, uh, yeah. it, it was fun though it was a you, good, didn't you didn't take last we did not take last place we didn't that's lose. right we go america <laughs> yeah we were i mean it was i was proud of that it was it takes a lot to get there and it's hard and it's like we put a lot of work into it yeah and we were doing like things that nobody else uh, were doing. We were playing original music. Yeah. Which, um, Usually not part of the program. It's not part of the program. Did they yeah. grade you down? Did you get like deduct points because you're playing original stuff or? I don't think so. No. Oh, oh, mixed, mixed, uh... <laughs> we're getting mixed signals here. <laughs> yeah. Say anything. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're like, just play Sweet okay. Caroline and call it a day. Yeah, just exactly. Like, leave her tango. I won't say. I won't say. I don't. Yeah, we got. We gotta go. We gotta get. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> but you did go back after the 2018. Yeah, we, we did. did. We, that, we wanted one, more. Yes, that was the online one. And that which, was that was during COVID when we were like, let's do. That something. was a that was a unique, like a unique challenge though. I think you know going, it's. It's nerve-wracking to get up and, and perform in person for, like, you know, 
a, a room full of judges from all over the place. It's that's certainly like a nerve wracking thing, but that's a little bit more like what we're used to, I would say, in terms of just, you know, you go up and you perform somewhere and, and whatever happens, happens. Um, with the recorded one for COVID, that was like a, another thing, like so many people, like we yeah. had to learn new stuff. Mm. like. And you had to record the whole the whole submission, like if you were to play it live. And here's the like, there's like here's the three. stupid part is like you can do it as many times as you want. Oh yeah, come on now. But you can but you can do it as many times as you want. Like that's like a really slippery slope. Yeah. yeah. How is this actually gonna get better, or am I like chasing this thing? Yeah, I mean, right. That like at least a hundred times. I don't know if we did it. You're noticing like, things that no one would notice at all. You're like my you shoes know, untied, uh, my flies no, down. No, they <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it was it was like a ten minute program. It was long, and to record ten minutes and like, you know, God, I messed up the ending on the last song. Yeah, like the beginning was really good of the intro of the first song. Like that's, I hated that game. Yeah, well, I imagine it's pretty intimidating, you know, because like for me, like I when I have people like like when we do the moisture festival, like sometimes I'll get nervous because there's my colleagues are watching. These are people that know like the ins and outs of what i'm doing whereas i'm just performing for an audience of people who aren't in the industry i'm not nervous at all but i would imagine if you're playing for a, thousands of people who are fellow accordion players they're like oh they didn't squeeze it the right way i don't know like what a mess up would be in the accordion <laughs> world but uh That's you know there's a lot you know they're a lot more privy to the, what's what is correct and not guy correct. walks on the stage and throws a yellow card down that's right. Oh man, yeah, they didn't squeeze it right. They didn't squeeze. It I, don't right. know, I don't know. True. It's true. It's true. Sorry. So no, said it the right way. Like they're at the end. At the this is like a weird accordion thing, but at the end of these performances for like competitions, they really like it when you end with your bellows closed. closed. Oh, so like, you squeeze it right is an accurate way of saying that. Well, I guess yeah. it looks cleaner. Right, it's like as opposed to like a big frowny face, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. or if you have it like I guess if you did it this way, yeah. can it go that big? <laughs> can yes. Always end with a smile. Can you can <laughs> yeah. you put like images? Okay, now this is a stupid question. Sorry. Can you put like images on the bellows and like have like different words yes. and stuff? You can you can? I you heard can of a that. dude who had an accordion, um, and on the inside of the bellows was. A, like a picture of the Grim Reaper <laughs> giving you the middle finger. Oh. <laughs> I'm into that. And they say accordion players aren't cool. <laughs> yeah, that's epic. <laughs> okay, how's this for a brainstorming idea? Okay, just hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, so you have the alphabet written across. How many bellows are there? 19 folds. 18. Okay. So you couldn't do all the letters. No, maybe all the consonants. Yeah, so, but then the song you play spells words out. So when you open it, it says a word or... I don't think it works, works that way. Is that just crazy? Am yeah. I... This is... Uh, sorry. Okay, I'm just coming up with... I'm brainstorming here. I think it might be um, like you might be able to get like two images, you know, like... If gotcha. Way, oh. Like oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Turns it's it displays another image and then gotcha. I'm thinking like you know this you you know you're only playing like this part it says the and then this part it says 
Ooh. whatever. I, I don't know. But you're expelling different things based off of how, you, how far it's open. All right, we'll cut this out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I love it. So, Jamie, uh, I saw that you, you were... You were featured by the National Association of Music Merchants uh, in their music of Museum of Making Music. I have a lot of questions about that. So what is the sure. National Association of Music Merchants? So, um, uh, NAM. Do you know NAM? The, like, it's a big music conference that happens in L.A. every year. And it's like... All of the drumstick people are in this and you can try like a hundred different types of drumsticks or cymbals, a hundred different types of cymbals, or there's like the guitar room where, or ukuleles, or it's like where you go to just try. So it's a big instrument trade show. Exactly. Yes. There we go. It's a trade show. That's exact. That's the word I was looking <laughs> for. The trade show. Um, and they have a museum <clears throat> that's just a little bit outside of um, San Diego. San Diego. Um, that's like a permanent installation of like different types of um, uh, music makers. So uh, and instruments, um, different types of things. And then they have like a program every year where they have live concerts too. They asked me, they were doing uh, an installation on accordions, uh, changing changing voices of the future or something like that. I forget what it was called, but. Yeah, something like that. And uh, they asked me if they could use some of my um, original music to put in the, um, they had like a, like a touchscreen display, touch yeah. display <laughs> that you could like go through and like listen to different samples of different types of music. Um, and then I have a, an accordion from a Brazilian accordionist, uh, Hermeto Pasquale, and he's he's kind of a big deal. In Brazil, he's like known um, for doing all sorts of things with Latin jazz. Mm-hmm. But the but it was about Jamie. Jamie had the Jamie had like a, a spot like like a in the museum that was like yeah. There was a few artists that were featured in the museum. Yeah. Oh, that's Jamie. awesome. Yeah, it was really fun, and we got to play there. And I, I it was like, it was really great. I felt like a, a rock star when we played at Nam. They had us play at Nam, and we were so silly because ugh, we were like picking up a friend, and we were running late. And then it's like going to Disney World. There's like so many people. There's no parking. And we were going to miss our slot to play. <laughs> <laughs> and so I called the lady that hired us. And um, I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm going to be like, we're going to be late. We're trying to get through this line, blah, blah, blah. Or something and then like she's that. just like, okay, hang tight. And then she comes and meets us. And she has this like super pass that like gets us in there. And she's like, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, that's, uh, that's such a nice feat, right? <laughs> Yeah, we got to like go through, like cut the line, and and then we ended up starting on time. We made it. We were good. And we made it, and that was that was really fun to play there too, because they don't allow you at Nam to bring your instrument or to play your instrument. Like you have to play somebody else the instruments that they have there that they're featuring. I think you have to get like a special, like you have to have a special pass in yeah. order to carry your instrument around. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. And so, because otherwise it would be chaos, and everybody would be playing their instrument all the time. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. like it's a rule that makes a lot of sense because otherwise it would just—it's it's, already it's cacophonous. Already, already very noisy. And yeah, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it is cool to like kind of walk in and be like, oh, I'm an I I get pass all the lines. I have my yeah. Pass, I have my instrument. I can you know it was it was cool. Yeah, they were they were really good to us down there. Yeah, so it was yeah it was it was a really fun it was a really fun thing. We went to the museum and we like saw the the installation and that was really fun. Since you do sort of specialize in Brazilian inspired Brazilian music, do you ever have Brazilian dancing with your accordion performances? Yeah, so we were talking a little bit about that band Foliada. Mm -hmm. um, so we also, so about for the last 10 years, um, uh, me and this other band in Cantu and Foliada and some other folks in the scene uh, started Fojo in Seattle. So Fojo, it's the type of music that we play. It's, it's that Northeastern part that's a really accordion specific. They have been around for a long time and they're the dance portion because Fojo is, is really as much about the dance as it is the music. So, you know, in um, like tango music, like yeah. it describes the dance, but it also describes the music. So they, we try to have dance lessons before our shows. Um, That's cool. Yeah. 30 minutes or because a lot of the times, you know, people are like, and it's really fun. Uh, it was the reason why I got into the music in the first place was because of the dance. I went to a full hall here in Seattle. They used to have them once a month. It's been going on for a long time. It's been set up. And do you um, teach the you teach the dances? No, we have a dance teacher. Oh, okay. We have a lot of dance teachers. We have we have a few. Yeah, we, we have a we have a few of them. Yeah, yeah. They're um, our friend Tasia. She uh, is from Brazil, and she loves fall. She's a um, big advocate for it, and she's the one who's doing our lessons for us now. That's amazing. So and ha and you said that happens once a month. It happens whenever we do a show, more or less. I mean, um, it seems like just about all of our shows, um, except for when we play like at the Sea Monster or something, um, we do a lesson before. So it's really common um, whenever we play as the as the big as as Foliada, not as right, not as Creosote. As Creosote, well, we don't always play only Fajal. We play like some other Brazilian music too. So, um, and we just play like venues that not, aren't necessarily dance venues. Um, I think what we try to do with like the, the the versions of the projects is like Foliata is the dance party, and then Creosote we can kind of make more intricate arrangements. Gotcha. Um, that maybe a little bit more complicated. That like showcase the the range of the accordion a little bit more, and are a little bit more dynamic. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. And Creosote um, was the band you were in. You were performing as at the Moisture Festival, correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah, and Creosote was the, yeah, we bill ourselves as the dueling accordion. Oh, and what does that, what does Creosote mean? Creosote is a few things depending on where you're coming from. It's that gross black. <laughs> Amarillo, Texas. Um, so in Arizona, in Arizona, they have the Creosote bush. It's like a, it's like a plant. Um, sometimes they call it grease bush, I think. Um, okay. And it's. It's it's a pretty uh, inconspicuous like little bush has like little yellow flowers on it, but when you uh, in the desert when when it rains in the Sonoran Desert, it kind of smells like this. I don't know mix. It's like a certain 
smell, right? Wherever it's you are. It's specifically when it rains. camphor. Camphor? Have you heard and, of camphor? And the creosote bush, when you when you squeeze it in your hands, it smells like the rain in the desert. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. It smells so delicious. It's so, it's so, so, so good. So I'm from Arizona. Jamie's from here. And it was like the rain in the desert. And yeah. Makes, makes something new. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then isn't uh, isn't creosote what ends up on like railroad ties? Yeah, yeah, there's also that too. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. Yeah, we didn't know that when we, uh, <laughs> before we like got the website and everything. How did you two end up at the Moisture Festival? We I had done a couple times where I um I played the like strolling accordion before the show started. So just like going, you know, people who are standing in line to get in or just get finding their seats or whatever. Um, and I had a couple of friends through there and then, um, Stewie. Yeah. Stewart. Yeah. Our friend, our friend Stewart. Um, he's been involved with the Moish Festival. I think he was in the band for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so he's contacted me too about same thing, playing in front of the, um, like before the show. Um, and then I don't know, did we just apply one year or something? I think, or? I, yeah, I think somehow it just w- worked out where we we somebody said something. And we then, hung around for long enough. <laughs> that, like, we'll give you some stage time. What are these dudes? Yeah, we, thank you. Um, yeah, and hopefully, um, you know, just send our application in again this this year. So hopefully. How, how was it for you? I mean, I would imagine it's kind of a bit different type of show than what you normally do how did you fit feel it went how do you feel you blended in what was it like what was you know what was your experience i think it always feels a little bit weird playing do not necessarily just having two accordions but i think playing like brazilian music and the stuff that we like um i don't think people are used to hearing it so it always feels a little bit like will they like this won't mm. they like this or or you know like is this gonna float people's boat or are we just like too nichey uh that but but also our our response has always been really good um when we so. played uh our last song last time we started the intro and it was like we like really took our time with it and like extended it and this girl gassed i heard there was like we like stopped the part and she was like oh <gasps> and i was like yes that's nice. what we want that is what we want yes my friend i love playing the moisture festival i think it's i think it's really fun i think um, people kind of don't see the accordion, uh, and they when they, when they do, they expect to see it in a particular way, and then to be like, "Wow, there's two of them," and that was like really, you know, hopefully, you know, really good, you know, or you know, I've never heard anything like that before yeah. on yeah. this on that on that particular instrument. And I feel like that's generally the response that people give us is like, wow, I've never heard it played like that before. That's so cool. Yeah. And that's that's what we're going. If for. the Moisture Festival invites you both back, but one's on stage and one's working the lobby, do you still go? Ooh. Ooh. No. We're How do you decide? <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> no, I'll do whatever Jamie says. <laughs> Smart. Now, when you say you, because you mentioned that you, you said that you guys bill yourselves as dueling accordions. Do you sell that on stage and have like people run up with dollar bills and be like, I want you to play Piano Man or, uh, you know, what, what are these, what, we, Journey or. We just played a, a, a holiday show and there was a bunch of kiddos there and we were taking requests. For sure. Really? Oh, yeah. 
We don't duel though. But we don't. We no. We don't really. We duel. don't duel. How big is your catalog? Do you think? Your repertoire of, of Christmas music, or of, of, oh, so it was a uh, request of Christmas music. Gotcha. <laughs> it wasn't just like any. <laughs> no, hey, it's SpongeBob SquarePants. Gabe, oh. Gabe is. Um, I call him. My nickname for him is a jukebox because he remembers the second verse. Ah. Every song, ever. That's uh. not true. It's true though. He 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 knows a lot of songs. Second he verse knows. of Pinball Wizard. Oh wow, that I don't know. All right, see, it's honestly, you know, <laughs> this is this is like I'm being very inflated. Um, no, I used to play it like a. Um, I did play for a long time at like a restaurant, like a steakhouse or whatever, um, doing like piano solo piano stuff or like trio and and singing tunes and pop songs and stuff. So, I do have a decent catalog, but. Um, not not the second verse of every song. That'd be really cool, though. Do you ever dip back into your reggae roots with Sometimes. the accordion duo? Oh, with the duo? No. Yeah, you know, play some but Peter you know, Tosh or some. That's yeah, there. There is a, a a groove in Faha that's kind of reggae-ish that I think like feeds the same part of my of my soul. If there was a reggae accordion group, I would definitely go to that. I'm just putting it out there. If you know anybody that likes both of those things. Like an alter alter ego. How did you guys meet? Is that how you met? Like through accordion or? We did. Yeah. We met at the uh, Potosa accordion store in, um, in Wallingford. Mm -hmm. It's uh, where I still work a few days a week. Um, Jamie does the newsletter and some of the demo videos. And uh, Jamie was working there at the time, and I had been on a in a band uh, that was doing a lot of touring, um, and we were in Arizona, so we'd either go up and around or over and around, and either way we'd end up stopping in Seattle a lot. Um, and Jamie was working there, and so we met we met we met at the shop. Ah, your classic accordion shop loves tale. Yeah. Yep, I was it was like, a Hallmark movie. You were playing accordion in one part of the room, and she was playing, and your eyes met. That's right. I mean, it was it was pretty. We have like really specific interests that um, are. I've never met anybody here in the states that is also interested in full hall music, or even yeah. knows what it is, and like and plays accordion too, and you know our. Our boss at the time was just like, oh, I when he first found out, he was like, and I think that they were secretly trying to put us together, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's full on Hallmark movie thing. <laughs> they were set up. They were definitely set it up. It's a, a kismet meet cute. That's right. Nice. And if people want to find out about you, they can go to creosote.com, which is C-R-E-O-S-O-T-E.com. Creosote. Is it creosote duo? It's creosote duo. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Wait, you just I send them to a railroad tie web- website. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's yeah. That's it. And then also uh, on social stuff too, or? Yep, on uh, Instagram and Facebook yeah, and uh, Facebook. also on Spotify if you want to hear mm. our, our album that was, I think we put it in 2018. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of long overdue. And then just watch watch the videos on there. My wife had a blast with yeah. 
given me crap about what I normally listen to. Uh. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. Of, there's a lot of fun stuff. We were just recently um, in Brazil. We were just on a TV show called Sanfonas do Brasil. We were in Brazil like we got back three weeks ago. Um, we were there for four weeks, kind of running around uh, doing our music thing and also doing our honeymoon thing. And we got asked to be on this show called Sanfonas do Brasil. It's like an hour-long interview like this show, but with playing. It is all in Portuguese, but if you check out the December 10th episode of Sanfonas do Brasil, you will you will find a video of us playing on Brazilian television. Nice. Great. And are you both fluent in Portuguese? No. I am conversationally fluent. Um, I do most of the talking. My dad being from there kind of helps and hearing Portuguese my whole life and having a bunch of family there. I do not uh, speak perfect Portuguese, but everybody says I do a good job. So I'm just oh, gonna... good. And I, <clears throat> I sing songs in Portuguese and I'm learning. <laughs> well, we, we want to thank you so much for uh, joining us. This was awesome. And uh, I'm, I'm, we didn't ask you to play anything, which I think, are we okay with that or? Yeah, totally. Okay, okay. <laughs> we love hanging out. Thanks for cool. having yeah, yeah, awesome. And we hope to see you at the Moisture Festival again. Thank you guys. It's been this has been awesome. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. Awesome. That's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out more information like who's performing, how to volunteer, how to contribute, be sure to go to the Moisture Festival website, which is moisturefestival.org. If you like this podcast, you can check out the podcast that Matt and I do called the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Yeah. You can get on all of the podcast places, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and where we talk about weird news stories of the day. It's a good time. Yeah. If you like this podcast, you will love that because it is all things weird. <laughs> <laughs> and that has links to my personal page and Louis Fox's personal page if you want to follow what we do individually. So we want to thank all of the performers, donors, sponsors, volunteers who put on the Moisture Festival. It really takes a village to make this thing happen. Absolutely. We want to thank you for listening and we want to thank you in advance for coming out to the Moisture Festival. So be sure to check out the Moisture Festival site. They also have a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and a YouTube page to see how you can get involved and be a part of this year's or next year's Moisture Festival. We want to thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and we hope to see you soon. See you later. Thank you for listening to Moisture Festival Podcast. And stay moist.